Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse, and welcome to another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And many of you know that last year, I wrote a homeschooling book titled Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram Ideal Homeschool. And that book was really written because I have seen over the years since I began homeschooling, just how much the effect of what others are doing and what the internet is telling us has had an effect on our homeschools. So I wrote that book really not as a um, book against the internet or against, um, you know, the information that we have available to us, but as a book to kind of point us back to what we should really be living for, and that is God's standards and not the internet standards. Because face it, nowadays, we are all bombarded with images and blog posts and articles and videos and snapshots and, you know, tweets and everything imaginable. The information is just overloading us. And There's the mental clutter that comes from it, and that's a whole nother topic. And there is also the um, feelings that we get and what happens to our hearts when we are using all of these things or when we are being bombarded by all of these things and how it affects us and how it affects our thinking in how we should be living on a day-to-day basis. I mean, if you think back to years ago before the internet, we did not have nearly the amount of um, things telling us how we should live. We were not bombarded with nearly as much images and um, just words and information telling us how we should live. And I wrote that book, Real Homeschool, really you know, geared towards the homeschooling community because what I saw was in the homeschooling community, so many of us were basing our homeschool and our success really on what others were doing and what the world is telling us we should do. And, you know, we were kind of, I felt forgetting that this is God's thing and we are to be living up to his standards and not necessarily what others are telling us is success. So when I wrote that book, it was really to gear homeschoolers to sort of take their focus back to where it should be. And what does the Bible tell us about how we should be raising our family? And how can we homeschool based on biblical principles and not the world's standards. And, you know, today I wanted to talk about not necessarily in homeschooling, but for all of us, whether we're homeschoolers or not, whether we are moms or not, whether we are in, you know, the baby stage of life with children or our kids are grown, whether we are grandparents or new moms, you know, there's so many different stages that this whole, um, um, subject applies to about letting us let go of the Pinterest perfect ideal in our head, no matter what it is, whether it's running our home, whether it's our home school, raising our children, how we're living, um, 
you know, letting go of these perfect ideals that the world says are perfect and replacing them with God's standards, because after all, he is the only perfect. So there's so many different facets to this whole idea of letting go of the Pinterest perfect and Instagram ideal. And really the number one thing is, like I said, focusing on what does God want from us and how are we to live? And I'll be quite honest with you. My head is spinning just today with the internet and it's really gotten me down because, you know, without getting into all the details that will cause such conflict out there, um, you know, it's hard right now to be on social media. There are two very strong sides, uh, in our country right now for two very different things as far as the election coming up. And as a Christian, as a pro-life human being, (laughs) I have been very down and out just seeing how ugly people can get when they are feeling so strongly about something. And, you know, two very strong ideas about what is right and what is wrong going on right now. And it can be very disheartening. And I will be quite honest, it has gotten me in such a funk where I don't, you know, it's affected my mood. It's affected my energy level. It's affected a lot of things. And it's just because I'm feeling sad of looking at the world and seeing where we are headed, even though I know that God is on the throne and I know that Jesus um, is king ultimately, and I know all of those things. But it's very hard when you are surrounded by all this stuff stuff that just hits your eyes all the time. You know, it's hard. You know, my mantra is always when I'm on Facebook, scroll on by, scroll on by, don't read things, you know, don't get caught up in articles and blogs and things like that. But sometimes just even scrolling on by is exhausting. So I am turning it off for the day because I am done with it. I am done with being bombarded with a lot of negativity, a lot of evil stuff, a lot of things I don't want to fill my mind with. Not to say that there isn't a ton of good out there. And as someone who actually works in social media, I am trying to go against a lot of the um, current sometimes by trying to use my social media only for good and trying to use my social media and the voice that I have to point others to God. And may I never use it to cause division or to cause strife or to cause people to stumble or negative feelings. May it only only be used for good. So I sometimes feel like I'm stuck a little bit in there because while I do work in the very thing that I'm talking about can be so hard, um, you know, it's being very discerning on the words that I put out there and the words that I choose to let come into my mind. But how do we deal with this day and age that we live in where we are bombarded with whether it's negative words or we are bombarded with photos and pictures and snapshots and different things that show us um, how people are living. And it kind of confuses us and makes us think, well, maybe I should be doing that. Maybe I should be living that way. Or, you know, it can go from the smallest things with, you know, a recipe. I mean, when you look at Pinterest, forget it. You never feel like a good cook. (laughs) You think you're a good cook and then you go look at Pinterest and you realize 
you're not very good or, you know, birthday parties, they've gotten out of control. If you look at Pinterest, the amount of work moms are doing nowadays just to throw a party is out of control. Us, we don't do that. We are not into elaborate birthday parties and things like that. But I can see how you can easily get sucked in and start to feel inferior and start to feel like you need to live up to all those images that you are seeing when you are on the internet. But I want to tell you out there, we are not to live up to anything that is on the internet. The only thing we are to live up to is the Bible and God's word and his standards and what has he outlined in his word for us. May we not get confused by all the things out there telling us how to live a perfect life. There is only one who lived a perfect life, and that is Jesus. And the only one we should be looking to follow after is him. Not a Pinterest board, not a blogger, not even the best pastor out there because we are all infallible. We all have our flaws. We are all sinners. So we are to only live up to his standards. Now, that's not to say there's not a lot of great people out there that help point us to him. There's a lot of people that I respect greatly that I will read, um, you know, their books and their blogs and things like that. But may we not confuse it with trying to live up to that person that we glean our uh, information from them and we learn from them. And there's a lot of Bible teachers out there that face it, I need because I could use all the help I can get when I'm studying the Bible, but may we never replace it. For God himself. May we use those things to help us and to guide us and to learn from. And there are great teachers out there, but may we never let it replace our Bible that can speak quite well on its own, right? God can teach us quite well on its own. There's a, there's a quote I put up there one time um, on some of my social media that said, you know, reading, it's, I don't remember the exact quote, but something like this, reading about the Bible or reading how to study the Bible or reading how others study the Bible is not a replacement for us sitting down and reading the Bible itself, right? Even nowadays, we can take something so basic and something so beautiful between us and God, studying his word, and struggle because we're trying to do it the way that everybody is telling us to do it on the internet. It doesn't have to be complicated. I am quite sure that God's word is capable of teaching me. He is God, right? I do not need to focus so much on, you know, all these different things. I mean, and this isn't to offend anybody out there who does this, but there's, you know, these Bible journals and I see pictures of people that are coloring and making it so fancy and they're journaling and may that not replace just studying God's word in the most simple and basic form. Some of the best times I have with God are just sitting outside on my deck in the sunshine with his word open and a notebook just to write down some notes, nothing fancy. I'm not making any fancy journals and pictures because I'm not an artist. Um, and I don't want to be focused on making fancy journals and pictures at that moment. I just want to be focused on what is he saying to me through this word and how can I learn from it and really spending that intimate one-on-one -on -one time with the Bible and with God himself. So may we not get worked up in trying to, um, 
you know, how are we studying it? And are we using a certain method? And are we making our Bible journal pretty while we do it? A pretty Bible journal does not replace living out God's word in your life. And that is really the standard that we should be looking for. If our life is reflecting God, then we are truly living up to the right standard. But if our life is just reflecting the world, because right now the world is so materialistic and so um, focused on, you know, just a pretty snapshot, just a 140 character tweet, you know, those are the things that we get caught up in and the world is caught up in. And may we not get caught up in that. May we linger over God's word and spend time in his word and not make it about just a pretty picture to put on the internet of our time in the word or a pretty picture of how pretty our Bible journal looks. That's not what it's about. Our time with God is an intimate time. It is not about showing off who has, you know, the best Bible, the best journal or whatever it is. So, you know, not that those things are bad in and of themselves at all. And that's, believe me, not what I'm saying. There is a time and a place for all of that stuff. I'm just trying to remind us all that we could, you know, get back to the basics and we could do just fine in our time alone with God. It doesn't have to be picture perfect or an Instagram ideal photo, you know, and without talking about um, how we study the Bible, let's look at, for instance, our homes. I mean, that's a huge one. I was on my Simply Living for Him retreat this summer. And I told a funny story during one of the sessions about how I am not a decorator in my home and that's fine by me. I'm happy with my lack of decorations. I have beautiful property that we live on and I feel like I look out the window and I see a painting every day. I don't need to have a lot of stuff filling up my walls because for me, the heart of it is, is the stuff filling up the walls and the decorations for me? Does it bring me joy? Does it make me feel um, that it's making, you know, my home the feeling that I want? Or is it more of just like showing off? Because I feel like there was a time in my life where it was like, I wanted my home to look just so, so other people could think it was great. And that is ridiculous. I don't want my home to be a showpiece. I would love for people to come into my home and remember how they felt when they were in my home. I would love for people to come into my home and leave knowing that they saw a glimpse of God's love, that maybe they saw Jesus in our family or in, you know, the, just the love that we could show others, but I don't want them to leave saying, wow, she's a great decorator. That is not my focus. I would rather have people feel love in my home than think that, wow, Karen knows how to put pictures on the wall. Cause I don't. (laughs) And not to say for those out there that love decorating and love the feeling that it evokes to have a nice, you know, beautiful home. Again, these are hard issues between you and the Lord. This is just the way I feel about my home. 
So I am not saying if you have a beautifully decorated home that you're not close to the Lord. I don't need you to email me and tell me that. I get it. I know. But, um, you know, this is how I feel. For me, it's really, like I said, a heart issue because I'm perfectly content with my blank walls. And of course, I like to have, you know, cute little things around and stuff like that. But it's not my focus. And I don't get stressed out that my home doesn't look like the ones that I see on HGTV. But that's where the funny story comes in. Because when we were on our retreat, I told this story that last year we were into watching the Fixer Upper show on HGTV. And, you know, those homes are beautiful when they fix them up. Joanna Gaines, she just does such an amazing job. And I absolutely love my home, no matter how simple it is. The property we live on is beautiful. I feel completely blessed every single day here. Every day I love it more. So I'm telling you, I love my home so much. And I... um watch those shows with my kids and my husband. And the one day we turned it off and I sort of looked around my house and I was like, my home isn't that great. My home doesn't really look good. And I actually was starting to feel discontent. And here I am always talking about how content I am in my home and it's not about the way things look and how very quickly a few episodes of that show would start to make me feel like, oh, I need to spruce things up around here. And it was just, you know, I had to really stop myself. And I was even one night saying to my husband, you know, maybe we need to get one of those farm sinks because that's what everybody on those shows have. And they look so pretty. And, you know, we live on the farm here. We should have one of those farm sinks. And I, and he looked at me and he's like, are you kidding? We're going to spend all that money on a sink when we have a perfectly good sink. So anyone out there, if you have a farm sink, this is not against you. I think they're beautiful. But it had to stop me again in my tracks because I really said to myself, seriously, Karen, a sink, it's where you wash the dishes. Why is it all of a sudden the showpiece of the kitchen, how it looks? Again, you know, it can easily take someone like me who really is not into decorating that much and feel like, wow, I need to do better. So when I talk about not living up to these ideals, I mean, I'm totally speaking to myself as well because I can stumble in this area so much. And I talked about you know, for all you chicken people out there, I've talked about my chickens a lot. I talked about this story as well in my um, presentations when I talked about homeschooling. But when we first got our chickens, I had no idea that there were people out there making these elaborate coops with curtains and plants on the on the uh, windowsills and making all these beautiful coops. I mean, some of them were like nicer than my house. And I had to take a step back and laugh because I was starting to get coop envy. I was like, our chicken coop doesn't look like that. We should have a nicer chicken coop. I mean, seriously, I love my chickens, but they're chickens. They don't, they don't know the difference. So all of these things I look at and how our world has just taken anything that's simple and can really just, you know, make it crazy. So really when I'm talking about not living up to the Pinterest perfect or Instagram ideal, it applies to all types of things, whether it's your house, your chicken coop, your homeschool, how you read the Bible, all these different things in our life. Um, You know, parenting, there is so much information out there. Children's rooms, children's playrooms, how they should look. You know, you see pictures all over the internet. Personally, we don't have a playroom. We don't really even have that much 
toys. Right now, I'm actually sitting here recording this podcast and I'm watching out my window. My boys are outside in the yard. They've been just playing back there with the soccer ball and they're happy. They're good. You know, it's content. Um, But so many of these things can breed discontentment in us. And if we are passing that down to the next generation, I fear that we're just going to keep getting worse. And really our contentment comes from Christ. And if we are teaching our children that our contentment comes from a beautiful playroom and every toy you need and all this stuff, we are breeding the wrong type of contentment because we will never be content here on this earth. We were not made for this earth. We will only be content in heaven. And once we can realize that fact and really try to, um, Focus on that because we are going to always feel somewhat dissatisfied here. Then we know how to properly handle that emotion because we can say to ourselves, I'm never going to have it all here. I'm only going to have it all in heaven. How can I live my time on this earth not looking like the world, but looking like heaven on earth? How did Jesus want us to live? How can I spend my time so I'm not shopping looking for the most perfect decor, or I'm not shopping for the special toys for my children, or I'm not, you know, taking the pictures to put up on the Facebook so that they look just right. How can I spend my time for a purpose here? Because our time on earth is so short so that I can have an impact here, but most importantly, I will be able to focus on my eternity. Knowing that this life is not all there is makes all the difference. I recently quoted that on Facebook. I wrote um, on my Facebook page for Simply Living for Him, how things would change if we as believers really believed that this was not all there is. If we truly believed in eternity, it changes everything with how we live. All of a sudden, those pictures on Pinterest don't mean so much. Those, you know, Instagram photos don't mean so much because we have that eternal perspective. And as I've been writing about recently on the blog a little bit here and there without getting into all the details, we have just been in a time, our family lately, of seeing so much suffering. We have been to several funerals in the past few months. We have seen sickness. You know, it's just been one of those times where our perspective has really brought us to our knees, where we have realized that life is short. We have realized that tomorrow we could not wake up. And that changes everything. That makes me not want to waste my time chasing after the wrong things. That makes me want to spend my time chasing after Jesus more. Because if I were to not wake up tomorrow, would I have used the time that he has given me here well? And will I have used it for him? And will I have used it seeking after him and not what the world says is a successful life? And that is so important to me these days. And, you know, I've been really contemplating that so much because sometimes we live like this is it, like this is forever and it's not. And as soon as we realize that our time here could end at any time and no one wants to think about that, but we really need to because it's the reality 
for all of us. And once we live and understand that, it changes every decision we make. It changes how we spend our time, how we spend our talent, how we spend our treasure, because we want to store up in heaven and not just here on earth, accumulating things. Because right, the Bible says, we um, where we store our treasure, there will be our heart. And I don't want to spend my time accumulating stuff here on earth that will all fade away when I can be storing eternal treasure, making relationships with people, relationships within my own family, and really truly sharing God's love with such a broken and hurting world. I started out this podcast saying I was a little down and out lately because I see the amount of evil in this world. And I see, you know, just how things are to me feel like they're going in such a downward spiral, but yet that can really give me a new energy and it should to live for him. And rather than sulk about it and feel down about it, let it invigorate me to get out there and do my part. You know, my husband said to me such wise words he has. He said to me the other day when I was down about the debate (laughs) and he said to me, you know, you're not going to change the whole world. And I was like, but I want to, but he's right. I'm not. He said, but you do what you can where you are and you don't let it get you down. You do what you can here. And he is so smart and it's such a small little thing. And it can sound so cliche, you know, do what you can where you are, but it's the truth. We can't just curl up in a ball and say, well, this world is, you know, going down, down, down. So I'll just sit here and wait for Jesus to come. (laughs) Although I feel like doing that many days. No, we need to do our part with the small window of time that he has given us. So especially now in this day and age that we live in, where we are bombarded with pictures and we are bombarded with things telling us how to, you know, live this picture perfect life. Let us remember the only picture perfect life will be in heaven. And what are we doing with our time that he has given us on this earth to bring a little bit of that heaven on earth until he comes back and we will have heaven on earth. But what are we doing to really focus on him and not to blend in with this world? You know, we are not made for this world and we should not be blending in with this world. It's okay to be different. It's okay to stand up for our beliefs because, you know, we are, like it says in the Bible, we are to be um, in the world, but not of the world. So how can we show God's love to those around us? It has nothing to do with putting up a picture on Instagram to show, you know, however perfect it may look in that filtered picture, because basically that's what they are, right? We can filter it and make it look peaceful, but who knows what's going on in the background. I always say it's a good thing Instagram doesn't have sound because you might hear what's going on in the background of that pretty picture. (laughs) But, um, you know, let's face it. What can we do to um, show God's love rather than just a little snapshot of a day in real life doing real things? And, you know, before I end, I'm just going to talk about our little lady retreat that we had last summer one more time here, the Simply Living for Him retreat, because 
That is exactly what happened on that weekend. We talked about such real things and we made relationships and none of us knew each other going into this. People came to my retreat from all different states, from all over the place. And it was amazing. And the great thing was, you know, we represented different denominations, different stages in our life, different, you know, groups of people. And, but we all came together for one purpose and that was to seek Jesus. And it was like a little glimpse of heaven because that's, it was beautiful. There was nothing more picture perfect than that. We were all so imperfect and it made the most beautiful, perfect picture in Christ because we were all sisters in Christ. You know, we all were singing and worshiping. And to me, it sounded like angels. And you know what? I'll tell you right now, I can't sing. I can't sing at all. But I sang loud and I sang because I could hear all these women singing together from different places. And it was more beautiful than any picture perfect Instagram ideal, any of that stuff. It was real women getting together for a real time of fellowship and sharing and learning. We were learning all about this stuff, how to not live up to uh, picture perfect things, how to live real life authentically, how to be women in the word. We talked about having less clutter and getting rid of distractions so that we can use our life for a purpose and we can use our life from having more Jesus and less stuff. So next summer we'll be doing it again and I cannot wait. I'm already thinking about the different topics I want to speak on. I've been praying about it. I've been praying over the attendees' names that are already registered. And um, everybody who registers, your name goes on that list. And all of a sudden, we are tied together for the year because I'll be praying for you every single day. So I would encourage you, if you are looking to uh, seek less of this world and seek more of Him, join us next summer in the most beautiful place in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. We'll be uh, meeting together again at the lodges at Gettysburg for our time of retreat. And I would encourage you, email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com if you have any questions, if you have any um, you know, concerns, any questions, anything, let me know. We also have group rates available. So the more that come, the better prices I, I'll be able to offer you. You can find all the information on simplylivingforhim.com. So I would love to see you there next summer, in especially the day and age we live now. Us women, we need, we need times like this to get together and to be real and to seek Jesus together. So I would encourage you to do that. And um, once this podcast is up, I would encourage you to continue the conversation and comment on the Facebook page or on the blog page. I'd love to hear from you and what you think about how we can all live for Jesus and not for the standards of this world. So I thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm hoping to get Steve, my darling hubby, on the next episode um, to talk about some things. I'm thinking of actually talking about uh, how how he has helped me overcome worry. And of course, with God's help as well. But if you don't know, I have been a chronic worrier my whole life. And I would love to do a podcast podcast episode with him and we can talk about that because I know that's another issue that so many people out there deal with and God has been transforming me in that area with Steve's help so hopefully we'll have that episode up one of these days and until the next time I wish you blessings and joy